souls at sundown get advice and tunes when you don't even know what to freaking do souls at sundown keeps it fresh and new every other friday with megan hughes stop thinking this is being money it's just money i'm gonna make Please decondition yourself. It's not just money. It's happiness. It's the difference between happy and happy and sad. It's the difference between having a home and living on the streets. That's what it means. It's not just money. It's so much more than that. Right now, it's the difference between you being able to go to a prom and disappointing the world. Because I told you from the beginning, I don't have money. I have bills to pay. That meant nothing to you. Absolutely nothing. I have. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make myself hot link when I get home. Meant nothing to you. Save my seven dollars. What is up, Souls at Sundown listeners? It's episode 70 today, and we are talking about money. I hope that you could hear the beginning clip that I just used. It's off of Channel Orange, that little interlude clip called Not Just Money um, by Frank Ocean. But I think that it's that might be his mom on that track or maybe just a random woman. I don't really know. But I feel like she was spitting some facts in that. You know, she was like, I have bills to pay. Okay, it's not just money. All right. <laughs> and that's just kind of what I'm going to be talking about today about like the importance of money, some saving tips that I've come across over the years, um, my situation with money and like how I've been through it sometimes and just all of the in between. <laughs> so I just want to talk about friggin' money today. And I hope that you guys are down to listen because this is something that we all use and we all need to survive and live. And I'm always down to hear other people's money, money saving tips because I'm like, yes, please educate me. All right. Give me the 411 on how you get it done. <laughs> um, so this all being said, I am going to now play a song called Money, you guessed it, by Pink Floyd just to kind of set the tone for the episode, if that voice clip at the beginning did not do it justice for you. Okay, enjoy.
certainly was in the right. Apologies for the abrupt ending there. <laughs> um, that song just randomly cuts off, but I hope you enjoyed it. Gotta love little Pink Floyd, man. That's definitely one of their friggin' classics, and I love that song. But I want to now just get into the topic. I guess what I should say at the beginning of this is, you know, I feel like a lot of people assume that people who either are like online influencers or YouTubers in general make so much money, like are just so rich, you know? Um, but I've really, from like asking my friends and kind of like doing the math of what they would make at Oregon's minimum wage working a 40 hour work week, I'm like, oh, we basically make like the same monthly income. Um, because I get paid monthly, not every two weeks normally, like people do. And so, um, yeah, I know I have like an unconventional job that people might think like, oh my gosh, she makes so much, but really I probably make as much as like the average 20 something year old would, you know? And the only like big money I ever make is from brand deals or like bigger collaborations with companies who have a big budget to pay. So that's where like, you know, YouTube money actually gets pretty large. <laughs> um, and and aside from that, just what I get from Google AdSense is just like what anybody would make working a 40-hour work week in Oregon. So firstly, just wanted to say that. And I also just wanted to say that, you know, I think that a lot of people, when they like get a job young and then they start to, I don't know, just live their life, they burn through money very fast. At least in my case, that's definitely what I did. <laughs> and I've talked about this before in videos and probably on the podcast as well, but um, just as like a main thing that I was supposed to do before I, it was like a main goal of mine that was given to me from my parents. Hey, you can't move to California unless you have $10,000 in your savings account. And so that's when I probably saved like the most money I ever had in my life, other than I guess like my college account that my parents had made for me. Um, still just chilling in the bank, that money is, because I didn't go to college. <laughs> um, but anyways, aside from that, I mean, money that I made myself, um, that was definitely like the most I'd ever saved. And I feel like, um, at least from talking to people, like talking to my friends, I feel like nobody really has a significant savings in their 20s anymore. It's like very paycheck to paycheck or people just get really worried about money very um, consistently. And so I really just wanted to make this to be like, hey man, if you have a plan and you open a savings account, it can be a lot easier than you think because, oh boy, did I fuck up in the past. Like in 2014, when I first moved to LA and stuff, I definitely blew through my savings like very quick just on rent and, you know, living an LA lifestyle that is basically just going out to eat with people very frequently and doing all that nonsense. And um, I don't know, yeah, just going out and going shopping and all that kind of stuff just really adds up. And I think that just so many times throughout that first year of when I was like living on my own, 
actually the first two years, like till 2015, I was just very unstable when it came to like actually saving. And so I would like ask for handouts from my dad and would have like emotional breakdowns where I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to have to like move back home to Georgia. Fuck. Like, I don't even know how this happened. I don't know. I like need money to pay my rent and blah, 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 all these things. And obviously I'm very, very lucky and privileged to have, um, my dad be able to like facilitate that for me and then me be able to pay him back when I earned the money back. But I really just had this mindset of like spend, 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 and then, oh, I'm getting a brand deal. So like, I'll make this money back eventually, you know? And when I do, then I can pay you back. But my dad would always tell me, you know, if it's not in your bank account, Meg, it's not yours yet. So don't be spending like you're going to wait for money to come in because that's just a terrible financial decision. My dad is also my accountant, if you can't tell. (laughs) He's my tax man. He's the money man. He's great with money and with numbers and all of the things. Um, So he helps me out a lot with this kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me was like tax payments and like because I'm an LLC in myself, like an individual sole proprietor situation, um, I have to pay taxes for being that in a very different way than most people do because like normally you just get it taken out of your paycheck, right? But instead I do it like quarterly, so I'll have to like pay, you know, X amount of thousands of dollars every few months. And if I don't have that in my savings account, then I'm like, oh shit, Uh wait, okay, hold on. Where's the money supposed to come from? (laughs) So that's really the main, you know, struggles that I've been through is taxes, um, really living an expensive lifestyle, which I feel like is really easy for people to fall into, like when you eat takeout all the time or go out to eat all, all the time, you know? And so just a handful of tips for you straight off the bat, make food at home. I get truly appalled when I look back at old vlogs of mine when I was like 17 to even like my early, yeah, like 20 was when I started making more food for myself at home. But when I look at old vlogs and stuff and like see what I had in my fridge or like what I would get when I was grocery shopping, not only am I appalled by the amount of single-use plastics that I used to use, (laughs) don't want to talk too much about that. Ooh, that's crazy. When she wasn't sustainable, oh no. Um, but on a real note, like I seriously just made so much like pre-made stuff, you know, like microwavable and like just all of that, like fried rice type shit that I could just buy at Trader Joe's. And it's just so expensive one to even shop at Trader Joe's consistently because like everything is a little bit more expensive there compared to like bulk shopping at Winco, which y'all know I fucking love, but also just like buying a bunch of produce from farmer's markets or like your local grocery store and going home and making fun recipes that seriously saves you so much money in the grand scheme of things, because especially in LA, you would pay like base level $20 a meal. (laughs) And it's like, that shit adds up, my dude. You can get so many groceries for $20, shit. So definitely my number one money saving tip is to buy groceries, make your food at home. It's very fun. And I know that some of you are like, oh bitch, I don't have time for that. But if you make stuff in the time that you do have for like the whole week in meal prep, although you may think, oh my gosh, meal prep? What am I, a 40-year-old woman packing lunches for myself? Yes, 
do that, okay? It may sound ridiculous, but if you set the time aside to do that for yourself, I guarantee it'll help you out a friggin' lot. So that's my number one tip um, for money saving. And then my second tip is just to put away, I believe, what do people say? 30% of all of the money that you have coming in into your savings account Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> My dad literally texted me that as a reminder today, um, just because I was telling him like, well, I guess this is kind of a more personal thing to share, but it's the truth. Um, last year, I definitely had a very good fiscal year. Like it was a very good year for me, monetarily speaking, and you know, mindset speaking as well, not just money wise, it was a great year. Love you 2018. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I still have like a significant savings from what I earned last year, but this year it hasn't been the same case. You know, I haven't gotten as many brand deals. That's like what I'm talking about where like the big money is or whatever. And also just generally this year, my views have been rather down on YouTube. So I haven't been making as much as I have in past years because I get paid per views and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I've just been trying to like grind and like do stuff on the side, whether it be merch or weed tube stuff. I get paid through that as well, which is really tight. Um, and now I'm like reaching out to sponsors on the weed tube so that I can like monetize some stuff on there as well and not just stick to my YouTube sponsorships. Um, and it's really just like when you're an entrepreneur, you have to think about just a bunch of different ways that you can make money. Finley and I are starting a little business, a little furnishings business. We started by selling these like indoor swings. And I think some people use them for outdoors as well. But um, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to think of like all of the things that we can do with the platform that I have to where I can like benefit monetarily from things and then also give you guys good stuff as a result to buy. And oh my God, I almost forgot to mention this, but I started a Patreon. While we're talking about all these things, you can go and support me on Patreon if you like what I do, because this podcast has been happening since what, 2015? And I've never had an ad in it. I've never gotten paid from this. It's just a passion project. So I would really, really love if you love this podcast and you love Souls to Sundown in general, just to, you know, go and pledge a dollar or something to my Patreon, just a dollar a month. Just add it to your expenses, just a little bit for little old Meg. I would really appreciate it. Just follow your dreams, you know? I would love you so much for that. So I'll leave the link in the description of this, but it's patreon.com slash Megan Hughes. All right. But yeah, my dad was telling me that because I was like, honestly, man, I really haven't been having as much money like come in from brand deals this year than last year. And he was like, okay, well, when you do be sure to put away 30% of that, you know, like literally any money that you have coming in, put away a little bit of it instead of just dipping, dipping, dipping into your savings account, dwindling it on down. Like I just, my goal for this year is to have more savings than I did last year, obviously, and not like dwindle it down and just be like, oh, boo, oops, you know, whoopsies, 2019, <laughs> what did I do? You know, um, so, I really encourage you guys to do the same because it's never good when you're just like constantly taking from your savings. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm going to stop blabbering now because I definitely just talked for a hot minute and I'm going to play another song. I wanted to say that 
In this episode, I had so much fucking new music to talk about and play, and a lot of the albums and new projects that have come out, even within the past like week, um, let alone the past day, I wanted to speak on, but a lot of them don't like kind of adhere to the theme. So this one does. So I wanted to talk about the Lumineers new album. It's called Three, just the old Roman numerals. And um, this song that I'm going to play is called Jimmy Sparks. And it's such a beautiful kind of longer like story of a song. And it just talks about this man's like money and gambling problem. And so I thought it was nice to play in this. So don't get yourself into the same boat as Jimmy Sparks over here. All right. Don't throw all of your money into gambling, no matter how fun it may be for you. Oh boy, let's just, let's save our money instead of spending it on silly things. Jimmy Sparks went into bars and opened up his mouth Said some things to wounded men that they could not allow when it came to talk and he was always on the run Everyone knew what the man had done
definitely one of my favorite songs off of that new album it is so perfect and speaking of new music because i don't think i'm going to play um songs off of these projects but you should still definitely go and listen to them if you guys watch stranger things you know the character steve joe keery he's a musician and he released an album today called 2020 and his artist name is djo and it's so psychedelic and good and just like there's some really badass electric guitar solos and it's just instrumentally so fantastic. I was listening to it in the car today and I really fucking love it. So I would definitely recommend going and checking out that project. And while you're checking out projects, go and listen to my friend Drew, Drew Mac, D-R-U-M-A-Q's new project. It's called Vitamin D. 
And it's so fucking good. I played a couple of songs off of it for my Toxic Relationships episode. He talks a lot in this about just like this kind of fuckboy figure he was with. And um, there's just a lot of songs about kind of like overcoming that and getting through that as well as like just stories about his life and whatnot. So I'm so proud of him and it's so fantastic. And then also I would recommend going and listening to Graffiti by Roy Blair. It's like this three song kind of EP situation. And I was listening to it yesterday and it's so fucking good, dude. Also Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey is definitely one of my favorite albums of the year, as well as my partner Finley's new album, Self Silence and Free Will. I'm so fucking hyped this album is out, dude. I'm gonna play a song off of this in a second, but I want to talk quickly about Jimmy Sparks, that song I just played, and the lyrical content of that song because um, like I said, it's a story and it talks about Jimmy Sparks, this character of it being a struggle for him to pay the rent. And, um, he was working minimum wage and, you know, don't even get me started on the amount of money that people get as minimum wage in any other friggin' state other than I think Oregon is 1125 in California is a little bit more, um, because the rent and like the cost of living is so expensive there, but I'm pretty sure that like in Georgia and definitely in Virginia still, it's like fucking 725 or something absurd. And I just cannot even believe that. Like that's what I made when I was 15, you know, like let's hike it up a little bit. So on a separate note, I wanted to say that I think that it's really great that when we talk about like presidential elections and stuff like that, to keep in mind that some of these candidates are going to be raising the basic income for people and raising the minimum wage. I know Bernie wants to raise it to like $15. And I was listening to his episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. And he was talking about how, like Joe was saying, how, how are we going to pay, you know, 15 year old that like $15 an hour when the same person is working it and is like 40 years of age, you know? And he was like, you know, people who are young also have money problems. <laughs> Basically he was saying like, I've met people who are 17 and like have children and are working to pay the bills. And just even though they're young and under the age of 18 and people might be like, oh, it's absurd to pay a kid that much. I still think it should be, you know, like, a nationwide thing and not age restricted on that. But that was a separate side note. I just think that, you know, minimum wage is really shit in certain places over across the country. And I don't really know what it is in separate countries if you guys are listening from separate countries. But um, anyways, let's get back to this lyrical content. It basically just talks about him being, you know, pressed for cash and having a kid to feed. And so he goes and basically gets a gambling habit and he like doubles his cash and he like takes his winning and the dealers just laughed and he said that they'll leave, but then they always come back. That's a fact <laughs> because people are addicted to money, dude. They're addicted to that rush. And if it's like that easy for you to make money in gambling or something, like obviously you'll go back. And it basically just goes on to say that his habits ended up getting him into mountains and mountains of debt. And now people were coming to collect their debts. And I just think it's such a great way to describe, you know, like the... The lifestyle that is, you know, getting addicted to money and addicted to gambling and being like, oh fuck, this is like the way to go, man. This is how I'm gonna make it. 
and then you just like kind of burn yourself a hole and like burn through your savings or something because you're so addicted to gambling. You're just like sinking it all into that. And, you know, we do that in our own ways. Like we gamble our money in our own ways on dumb shit that does not matter. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. But now I'm going to tell a little bit of a story to preface this next song that I'm going to play. And Basically, the reason why my partner Finley wrote this song called Google the Federal Reserve is because he had this situation where he was like trading Bitcoin and like cashing out his earnings to this bank account. And then the bank froze his account and froze all of the money that he earned. So he could not do anything. And they wouldn't explain it to him, like why they did it. They wouldn't let him close his account. They wouldn't give him his money. And this went on for, I want to say like six to eight months. Like it was an absurd amount of time. This happened in like 2017, I'm pretty sure, and continued into 2018. And um, the song is basically about that, how like the bank can just do that because they have all of your money in their bank. And if you're doing something with it that they don't like, then they'll be like, no, oh my gosh, what are you doing? No. And so they froze his money. He wrote this song. And um, yeah, it's really just about like not only banks, but the Federal Reserve and all of the bureaucratic bullshit that goes into money and just money problems in general and um, just kind of the anger that that can breed. And so if you hate banks and you hate money problems, I encourage you to freaking turn this song up bop your head along, scream your heads off. At one point, there's like this part um, where me and a couple of my friends who were in town were just like screaming in the background, um, just saying fuck you to all of these like big CEOs of like the major banks in America. <laughs> and so it's definitely a punk song if you enjoy that kind of stuff. And I just, I hope you enjoy it. It's a, it's a great freaking rockin' tune. Yeah. 
Oof, boy, that song gets me going, man. It makes me clench my fists and want to bang my head against a wall, honestly, when I think back to that time where his money was frozen. Oh, boy, it was a lot. It was like right before we moved into this house, too. And yeah, man, that was just a lot to handle, for sure. He ended up having to fly back to LA to go to that bank branch to get a check from them. And they like told him to do that. He was speaking to representatives on the phone about it. And they were like, yeah, fly to LA. Like you have to get it in person. We're not gonna send you this amount of money through the mail because it's unsafe. So he flew down for like three days or something. And then they refused to give it to him in person because they were like, oh no, we didn't get the go ahead from whoever you spoke to on the phone. I'm sorry. And it was just like layers of frustration. And then they ended up fucking mailing it to him. So like he had had to spend money on a plane ticket to get down there to fight for his money, which they didn't even give him. And then they just mailed it to him in the end. Like, are you fucking kidding? Banks are the fucking worst. Honestly, I've had so many issues with banks in general. And that's why I love that song so much because like, it really lets me get out all of my frustrations just around banks. Recently, I've had this very annoying, um, situation that just keeps happening to me when I go to this specific Wells Fargo branch near my house and I go out to get my rent check out at like the end of every month, you know, or close to it. And I'll be like, Hey, I need X, Y, and Z in a cashier's check. And I think legally they have to ask you what it's for if it's like over $1,500 or something like that. And I get the rent check out for both Finley and I, and then he Venmo's me the money that he owes me. So it's like, I pay the amount up front that is all together, you know? Anyways, long story short, whenever I go, they're always like, oh my gosh, where do you live? And I'm like, oh, you know, I live over here, blah, blah, blah. And every fucking time, without a doubt, the teller will be like, wow, you should really think about buying a house because that's more than I pay for my mortgage. Or, oh my gosh, this is really a lot of money for this area, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I know it's a two bedroom house on a five acre property. And I really love where I live and I do want to buy a house. Thank you. Yeah. I'm working right now to save money to finance that purchase in the future so I can pay for a mortgage. But right now this is just, you know, my temporary property that I'm living on and I'm paying rent and, um, I pay half of this. My partner pays the other half and blah, blah, blah. And every single fucking time I have to explain myself and it just feels like, too intrusive for me and I'm like why am I asked this literally every single time and some sometimes it's like the same teller who asks me and just I guess forgets like what I told her last time I don't even know but basically I'm gonna stop complaining about this and say the next time that happens I'm gonna be like hey man I hear this literally every time I come in and I say the exact same thing every time so if you could stop asking me that would be great but yeah, it's definitely hard to have like other people managing your money for you and like inquiring about your money because like, just let me do what I'm going to do. You know, like I love where I live. It's fine for me right now. It's not a problem. So please just let me get the check out and go and let me run the rest of my errands. You know, it's just like, Ugh. and I tweeted about this situation and I was like, are any of you bank tellers? Like, do you have to do that? And somebody replied and was like, no, that's way too much inquiring. Like you're not supposed to ask that much. You're not supposed to like advise they're not your financial advisor you know they're not supposed to be like you shouldn't be paying your rent that much what the hell <laughs> oh 
club, they should just give you the check. So anyways, aside from that, um, I have to say that in that he reminded me of something that is so terrible, um, which is when your bank account goes overdraft because of a fucking like auto paid bill or something that, yeah, like a monthly subscription that just comes out, you know, your Spotify account charges you and then suddenly you owe the bank like $32 because of whatever was taken out. And oh my gosh, just like even overdraft protection and stuff like that costs money. Even if you have a savings account backed up to like, hey, if I don't have enough money to cover this in my checking account, just take it out of my savings. My bank account at Wells Fargo charges me $12.99 to do that if I don't move the money over myself to make sure that it's like fine. So I'm basically checking my bank like very frequently because I move, like I was saying at the beginning, I move a lot of my money over to my savings account, like at least 30% of what I get in. And then I keep in like enough for my rent and for my groceries for the month. And so I do like a monthly budget. So that's definitely like a huge tip for you guys, like a money saving tip, you know, budget in what you, what your normal expenses are, whether it be Spotify or something that you like, you pay like your phone bill or Netflix and that kind of stuff, as well as your necessary stuff like groceries, rent, utilities, all that kind of shit. And just budget it in so you know how much to keep in your bank account and, um, you know, move over to your savings, whatever else that you have left over. And that has helped me so friggin' much, but I cannot even tell you the amount of times that I went overdraft. I feel you if you have been in that boat multiple times. But I really think that what helped me the most is just the three main tips that I said in this. You know, number one, you gotta go grocery shopping and make your own stuff at home. Number two, you gotta put away 30% of any income that you're getting in. And number three, you need to make a budget, like a plan of your expenses and what you'll have to pay and write it all down so you know in advance, okay? And now I'm going to actually end off this podcast here for my people who are listening on SoundCloud and Spotify and stuff like that. And I'm going to record the last 15 minutes just for my Patreon peeps. So if you would like to go and become a patron, you will get this full episode available over there. But yeah, man, I hope that that's okay. I was trying to think of like ways to incorporate the podcast into my Patreon. And I think that this is a great way just putting the last 15 minutes over there. So it's just exclusive to my Patreon peeps, my people, my number one peeps who are helping me out so much. Anyways, if you would like to go and become a patron to hear the last 15 minutes, again, the link is patreon.com slash Megan Hughes, and you can go and pledge a dollar or whatever you want to do over there. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this, please give it a little like, a little repost on SoundCloud for me. And if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you're listening, um, just share it on your Instagram story or with friends or whatever you want to do. And you can leave me a comment or send me your feedback to my Souls at Sundown Twitter or my Megan Hughes Twitter, either or. I would love to hear what you had to say. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. I'll see you in two weeks or talk to you in two weeks. I mean, shit.